I want to focus on just one verse this morning. It's the last verse we heard, and it really sums up, kind of, it serves as a capstone almost of what Jesus is saying here to the scribes and Pharisees. He sums it up with this verse. You can also say that this verse is a principle that runs throughout the entire Bible. It's, 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 it's a principle that sums up the spiritual life. The verse is, he who exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. And if you're like me, it's like, okay, that's not, it's a nice pious phrase, but what does it actually mean? Kind of put it in the camp like the, with the Beatitudes. Well, two things. A warning with building up, and secondly, descending in order to ascend. So first, a warning with building up. And so, as this, so that this doesn't stay as just a pious slogan, I want to use a Bible story that most of us are familiar with in the sense of like probably as a kid, we heard about it, we know the phrase, but because it never shows up, we never hear from it from the lectionary over the course of three-year cycle, I think it remains foggy for most of us, and that is the Tower of Babel. Tower of Babel is in the book of Genesis, chapter 11. It comes right after the flood in Noah and right before the call of Abraham. And the Tower of Babel describes how human beings attempted to build a tower that would reach to the heavens in the city of Babel. They say, they said to one another, the text says, come, let us build ourselves a city and a tower with its top to the sky, or other translations saying with the top to the heavens, and so make a name for ourselves. The idea here is that humans, as humans, will make something so great that it will reach to the heavens, that it will replace the transcendence, that it will replace God. And see, throughout all of time, that's really been the movement, is to try to supplant God. It's to exalt ourselves. It's for a man, for man to exalt himself and build a tower of Babel. And we do that many ways today, but I'd say probably the chief way today that we do that, that we exalt ourselves and are building a Tower of Babel is through technology. And the, re the reason being, of course, because the technology, just think about it, technology is, has helped us so much. Like, go back in history and think of, you know, the printing press in the 15th century. Think of the good that's come from the printing press through technology. Technology, the diseases that we've found cures for because of technology. Life expectancy at what it is today because of technology. Things like FaceTime. I can FaceTime my nieces and nephews, not being with them, but still being to see them. And now my nephew could say, Mom, FaceTime Uncle Mark so, you know, that I can tell him that I finally pooped in the potty, right? And because it's, it's not just telling me that over the phone, he can show me the evidence, right? <laughs> Through FaceTime. Technology. And it just keeps getting, like, more, it just keeps getting better and better. Artificial intelligence now, we hear about it all the time. You know, 
ChatGPT. I remember the first time I heard about our, our ChatGPT and I was at a, a party at a parishioner's house. There was a number of families there and I overheard, the, that was the first time I heard the three letters, G, GPT, and I'm, I'm like, what? They, they, they walk in and they say, Father Mark, you got to look at this. You got to see this. And they voice activated in their phone saying, uh, uh, give me the birth narrative of Jesus using Dr. Seuss, um, Dr. Seuss writing style. And it spits it out in three seconds. The whole gospel, the whole narr birth narrative using Dr. Seuss language, Dr. Seuss writing style. It's unbelievable. What, what artificial intelligence and it, it, it can do, it, it's wild and it's fun. And most of, you know, we all practically use artificial intelligence, everybody here, and you don't even realize it. If you use Google Maps, you're using artificial intelligence. If you use any type of voice activation, you're using artificial intelligence. I use artificial intelligence all the time. In fact, ever since I heard about ChatGPT, you haven't heard any of my homilies. It's all ChatGPT. This homily right now, it's not me, it's ChatGPT. I kid, I kid. But it, it's unbelievable. And you see, it, it seems as if it's this limitless power of technology, and especially now with artificial intelligence. And you see how technology can be this seductive trap and so easily for us to get sucked into it because all these things that we've mentioned thus far, they're all good things. And it, what it does is it projects an idea of the infinite. It projects a shadow of the transcendence. And so that's why we so the, the yearning that each and every one of us have in our hearts, in our soul, for the transcendence, you can see how easy it is to replace that for technology. We, we all of us having the, the, our needs for, for, for social interactions, and you see how easy we can replace that for technology. The need in all of us that we have for intimacy and how easily we can replace that with technology. And so we build and build and build up. But if we build and build, and it's in a spot of exalting ourselves and in a sense of pride, and we end up say, taking the same language that they did in the Tower of Babel of, let us build a tower up to the heavens to supplant God and make a name for ourselves. Look at what we can do. And before we know it, we end up trying to play God. And none of it... You, we can see that with technology, most maybe most apparently, with beginning of life issues and end of life issues. We try to play God. And there's a warning in it. And we need to be careful. Pope Benedict once said, he said, from the beginning, men and women have been filled, and this is as true today as ever, he said, with a desire to be like God to attain the heights of God by their own powers. But he says, man will pay the price for his pride if he believes technology can give him the powers of God. You, we, you see the price that's paid. You see the warning in the, in the story of the Tower of Babel because God notices what's going, going on. He sees what they're up to with trying to build by the works of their hands to try to exalt themselves. 
And it doesn't end well for him. The text in the story says that God says, God then said, nothing will later stop them from doing whatever they presume to do. Let us then go down, therefore, and confuse their language. The Lord scattered them from all over the earth, and they stopped building the city. The Lord confused the speech of the world. It was from that place he scattered them all over the world. What was the result? They were, they were unable to then see each other. They didn't speak the same language. They couldn't understand one another. Can we see how clearly that that's happening today? We no longer speak the same language. We can pose a question like, what is a man and what is a woman? And we talk past each other. We're doing the same thing that they were doing in the Tower of ba Babel, yet they were just using bricks, which, which is a form of technology. And we're, our technology now is just more advanced. See, it's because humanity is broken that whatever, whatever technology we use, whether it's bricks, whether it's the printing press, whether it's social media, whether it's artificial intelligence, whatever it is, unless we choose to frame it under a, an ethical code and a value system that points to God, that's under God and points toward him, it doesn't end well if we don't do that. It's not, it doesn't end well for human flourishing. We're, we're to master technology. Have, here's a question. Have we, have we mastered social media? Or has social media mastered us? See, the problem isn't technology. The problem isn't artificial intelligence. The problem resides in the human heart. The tendency to exalt ourselves, to build a tower to the sky and try to supplant God and replace the transcendence. And so what's the antidote? That brings us to descending in order to ascend. See, we often think of the spiritual life as this, and growth in the spiritual life as it's like this ladder ascending up towards God and not doing the things I'm, I'm supposed, not doing the things, not doing the things I'm not supposed to do and doing the things I am supposed to do. Like we think it's just this small step forward up to God. But all the spiritual masters have all said, and have always said that the true path of holiness resides in climbing down the ladder and not climbing up. See, we ascend, we're exalted by lowering ourselves, by descending into our poverty, by descending into our weakness, and neediness, as one author put it, that, the poverty, our weakness, our neediness becomes the cracks in which God's grace can come in and fill us. So are you here this morning? Am I here this morning? Do we know our cracks? Are we aware of them? Are we exalted? Have we exalted ourselves? So here's the thing, if you're here today and you feel a little bit broken, if you feel frustrated, if you feel tired, if you feel weak, good. Now God can act. And the way he acts, thanks be to God, the way he acts with our pride and our hearts, our sinful hearts and our, our, our proud hearts, he doesn't come and just 
bulldozer us down, but rather through his son, Jesus, what he does is he descends, God descends in order so that we can ascend. He goes to the depths. He brings us out of the depths so that we can ascend. You can't go lower than God where he went for you and for me. And so the question to leave us with, I think, is when he goes down to the depths, will he find you there and me? Or will you be busy building a tower, whatever tower that might be?